Chapter forty of the Junior Classics, Volume seven Stories of Courage and Heroism. This is a LibriVox recording. All LibriVox recordings are in the public domain. For more information or to volunteer, please visit LibriVox.org. Recording by Lynn Thompson. The Junior Classics, Volume seven Stories of Courage and Heroism by William Patton. Humphrey Davy and the Safety Lamp by George C. Tal. Few boys have ever led a happier, busier, or more varied existence than did Humphrey Davy. He was the son of a poor woodcarver who lived in the pretty seaside town of Penzance in England, where Humphrey was born in 1778. Lowly, however, as was his birth, in his earliest years Humphrey gave many proofs that nature had endowed him with rare talents. Some of the stories told of his childish brightness are hard to believe. They relate, for instance, that before he was two years old he could talk almost as plainly and clearly as a grown person, that he could repeat many passages of Pilgrim's Progress from having heard them before he could read and that at five years old he could read very rapidly and remembered almost everything he read his father the woodcarver had died while humphrey was still very young and had left his family poor but by good fortune a kind neighbor and friend mr tonkine took care of the widow and her children and obtained a place for humphrey as an apprentice with an apothecary of the town Humphrey proved indeed a rather troublesome inmate of the apothecary's house He set up a chemical laboratory in his little room upstairs and there devoted himself to all sorts of experiments Every now and then an explosion would be heard which made the members of the apothecary's household quake with terror Humphrey began to dream ambitious dreams not for him he thought was the drudgery of an apothecary store he felt that he had in himself the making of a famous man and he resolved that he would leave no science unexplored He set to work with a will His quick mind soon grasped the sciences not only of mathematics and chemistry But of botany anatomy geology and metaphysics His means for the experiments he desired to make were very limited but he did not allow any obstacle to prevent him from pursuing them He was especially fond of wandering along the seashore and observing and examining the many curious and mysterious objects Which he found on the crags and in the sand One day his eye was struck with the bladders of seaweed which he found full of air The question was how did the air get into them? this puzzled him and he could find no answer to it because he had no instruments to experiment with But on another day soon after as he strolled on the beach What was his surprise and delight to find a case of surgical instruments which had been flung up from some wreck on the coast? Armed with this he hastened home and managed to turn each one of the instruments to some useful account he constructed an air pump out of a surgeon's syringe and made a great many experiments with it Fortunately for Humphrey he formed a friendship with a youth who could not only sympathize with him But was of a great deal of use to him This was Gregory Watt the son of the great James Watt the inventor of the steam engine Gregory Watt 
had gone to Penzance for his health and had there fallen in with the ambitious son of the woodcarver This new friend was able to give Humphrey many new and valuable hints and encouraged him with hopeful words to go on with his studies and experiments Already Humphrey was getting to be known as a scientific genius beyond the quiet neighborhood of Penzance He had proposed a theory on heat and light which had attracted the attention of learned men and at 21 He had discovered the peculiar properties of nitrous oxide what we now call laughing gas Though he nearly killed himself by inhaling too much of it He had also made many experiments in galvanism and had found silicious earth in the skin of reeds and grass So famous indeed had he already become that at the age of 22 when most young men are only just leaving college He was chosen lecturer on science at the great Royal Institution in London There he amazed men by the eloquence and clearness with which he revealed the mysteries of science he was so bright and attractive a young man moreover that the best London society gladly welcomed him to its drawing-rooms and praises of him were in every mouth His lecture room was crowded whenever he spoke But he was not a bit spoiled by all this flattery and homage He worked all the harder resolved to achieve yet greater triumphs in science than he had yet done an opportunity soon arose to turn his knowledge and inventive powers to account in a very important way For a long time the English public had every now and then been horrified by the terrible explosions Which took place in the coal mines these explosions resulted often in an appalling loss of human life Their cause was the filling of the mine by a deadly gas called fire damp which when ignited by a lighted candle or lamp exploded with fearful violence One day an explosion of fire damp occurred which killed over 100 miners on the spot This event called universal attention to the subject and Humphrey Davy was besought to try and find some means of preventing or at least lessening similar calamities he promptly undertook the task and set about it with all his wanted energy The problem before him was how to provide light in the mines in such a way that the miners might see to work by it And at the same time be safe from the danger of fire damp explosion Many attempts had been made to achieve this, but they had all failed Davy began his experiments he soon made several valuable discoveries one was that explosions of inflammable gases could not pass through long narrow metallic tubes Another was that when he held a piece of wire gauze over a lighted candle the flame would not pass through it as a result of his long and patient toil Davy was able at last to construct his now famous safety lamp Which has undoubtedly saved the lives of thousands during the period which has elapsed since it was invented He presented a model of his new lamp to the Royal Society in whose rooms in London it is to be seen to this day It is a simple affair being merely a lamp screwed onto a wire gauze cylinder and fitted to it by a tight ring His idea was to admit the fire damp into the lamp gradually by narrow tubes so that it would be consumed by combustion 
the safety lamp was in truth the greatest triumph of humphrey davy's useful life i value it he said more than anything i ever did honors of all kinds were showered upon him many medals were awarded to him and the grateful miners subscribed from their scant wages enough to present him with a magnificent service of silver worth twelve thousand dollars his discovery was hailed from every part of europe the Tsar alexander of russia sent him a beautiful vase and he was chosen a member of the historic institute of france while his own government conferred upon him the coveted title of baronet sir humphrey davy as he was now called died in the prime of life and in the fullness of honor and fame fond of travel and continuing to the last his scientific studies he went to the continent and took up his abode in geneva on the borders of one of the loveliest of swiss lakes there he had a laboratory where he could work at will and could also indulge his passion for fishing and hunting but he was worn out before his time he was attacked by palsy and passed away in geneva in eighteen twenty nine in the fifty-first year of his age there he was buried a simple monument reveals where he lies in the foreign churchyard while a tablet in westminster abbey keeps alive his memory in the hearts of his countrymen End of chapter 40